0: Welcome to Atari Bites, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 267. Thanks for listening. Welcome back everybody. He's here again. Hi Henry. Hello. He's back by popular demand. Seriously, friend of the show Patrick tweeted at me that Hi
1: you, Patrick.
0: that you and I make a good comedy team. So, it is awesome that you're back cuz really no one cares about me on this show. They really just wait for you to show up.
1: Yeah, I'm perfect.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad that you are confident in who you are, Henry. That's good. All right, what's going on, Henry?
1: We played a game. <laughs> no way.
0: We played a game? Crazy. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. We don't want to spoil anything too soon for the listeners. So, speaking of Patrick, he has continued to post on Twitter, the uh, Atari Bytes Twitter account pages out of blip magazine as he has promised to do what
1: blip magazine
0: it's a magazine that was out in the 80s and they would have um they do a lot of things including uh, articles about atari and the makers of atari and and, uh games you know promotional stuff for different games that were coming out then and i think they would do comics and cartoons and stuff like that too so it was a popular magazine of the time patrick has copies of some of them and he has been sharing pages out of that on the, uh, Twitter account. So go, go follow, um, Atari Bytes, uh, the Twitter, uh, account over there and you can see some of that stuff. So thanks for doing that, Patrick on the last episode, or maybe the episode before that, cause we did two episodes in a row of Rubik's cube, one 2d and one 3d. Uh, I made a comment that it must've been the 2d episode. Cause I think that's the one that, uh, Atari video club was making available initially as Atari video cube, uh, Promotional thing for its club members. Friend of the show, Jim Doble, he who also co hosts uh, Pie Factory, which is a show I'm sure most of you are listening to already, but if you're not, you should be for all your uh, gaming needs. Uh, Him and Sean know way more about video games, as again, I'm sure many of you listening do, than I do, way more than I do. So if you want actual knowledge about this stuff, you should be listening to shows like Pie Factory. ...with Jim, and Jim wanted to also enlighten me to clarify, because I didn't uh, when I was talking about it... ...that, yes, the Atari Video Cube was a promo thing initially with Atari Club members, but it wasn't free. I may have left you with the impression that it was. He had to buy it. He doesn't say in here what it costs, and I don't know either, but it was not uh, a freebie. He says uh, other games were available as well. Gravatar, which I think I've played. Quad Run, which I have not. Crazy Climber, which I think I've played... And Sword Quest Waterworld. Well, that last one's unfortunate. Uh, I'm guessing they lost members when they tried to make them take this one. Like, no, go away, Sword Quest Waterworld. I hate you. I hate this club. I hate everything. Okay, maybe people didn't react quite that way. But um, Waterworld, perhaps not the greatest of all games. Gravatar, I think, was okay. Crazy Climber, I think, was okay. Uh, and as I said, I, I don't know anything about Run. Maybe I'll put on the list to uh, play in the future. Remember that, Henry. Quad run. Hello? Okay. <laughs> Henry has uh, zoned out. And that is it for feedback right now. Anything else we need to talk about before we talk about this week's game, Henry? No. All right. Then this week's game is... A great movie has now
2: become an exciting new video game, <coughs> Alien. One of the new games of the century from 20th Century Fox.
0: Alien from Twentieth Century Fox, 1982. 1982 was a long time ago, Henry.
1: Yeah, you're old.
0: I was like, holy crap! I was your age in
1: 1982. You right? Tr- yeah, you were exactly 11. Yeah. Not that. Exactly.
0: Crazy, huh? So I was a little you in 1982. My hair wasn't quite as long as yours. Here, talk for a minute, Henry. I'm looking something up. <laughs> I wonder if 20th Century Fox regrets its name now, because...
1: It's not the 20th Century anymore. It's not
0: the 20th Century anymore. So it kind of feels like it's not such a cutting-edge name anymore. I wonder if they ever think about changing it to, like, the studio formerly known as 20th Century Fox. Or, hey, we used to be 20th Century Fox. Or, remember how we, when we were 20th Century Fox? That was crazy, huh? Or, 20th Century Fox plus 21 years. I got lots of good ideas. Twentieth Century Fox, if you want to talk to me about um, trademarking any of those names, uh, let me know. Because if you use any of those now, without asking me and giving me lots of money, I'm going to sue you.
1: After they give you lots of money?
0: No, I'm going to sue them to make them give me lots of money. So, Alien, the short version of how you play this game is really just, if you know how to play Pac-Man, and most of you listening probably do.
1: So you don't... So you don't need to... I uh, I'm how to play.
0: Oh, but I will. Because there may be, like, one person out there listening who's like, Batman? What's Batman? So I'm going to help you out, yo. Okay. So, to play this game, first, you set up your Atari. Honest to God, that's the first instruction in the manual. Set up your video computer system. I'm going to use the left joystick. We're going to turn the power on. After we, you know, put the game cartridge in. The objective is to run through the hallways of your spaceship and crush all the alien eggs, which are really just the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the power, not the power pellets. The, uh, the little dots. The little dots that Pac-Man eats. And, hold on. Henry, are you taking my picture?
1: My Google told me I have Google then. Hey, that's not a person, that's a microphone. Oh, why did
0: you take a picture of me with my microphone
1: Be- because if not they showed me a person a microphone, not a person
0: also, why did you look at it then and say, "Hey, that's not a person
1: because it's not
0: that's a person that's me
1: no, this is a result okay. those are persons is.
0: those are microphones, dude
1: exactly. I wanted a person
0: oh, is it a thing where you take a picture yeah, of something Google and it shows lens. you different options yeah, of Google that thing
1: Yeah,
0: okay. Actually, I'm yes. suing. Let me see that picture again.
1: Let me see if I can get it again.
0: Can you send me that picture?
1: Yeah, now I want show something. Hippity hoppity. Hippity bu- this is great
0: audio podcasting, by the way. What are you showing me?
1: Hippity hoppity, this is a robbery. Give Holy me your property. Crap.
0: <laughs> He's showing me a, a picture of a long-eared bunny rabbit sitting mm. on a revolver.
1: Hippity hoppity, this is a robbery. Give me your property.
0: Okay. Show me the picture of me again.
1: I can't get it again. That was a,
0: not a bad picture. I was going to put it on the website. All right, you worked on it. If you can find it, send it to me. All right. I
1: got
0: it. All right. How bad is it? It's not terrible. My hair is a little messy. Maybe we will put it on the website. So before we got distracted with me looking at me, can we go on now?
1: Yeah, we can. All
0: right. So the objective of the game is to run through the hallways of your spaceship and crush all the alien eggs which have been placed there. You should also, you must also avoid what? or destroy the adult aliens and snap up, snatch up as many prizes as possible. Yes, Henry.
1: Alien eggs?
0: Yeah, all the little dots are supposed to be alien eggs.
1: The little dots make me mad because they're not in a straight line. They're not. Yeah, you
0: said that in the field report too. I don't get it. They are in a straight line. All right, Henry's walking over the TV. The game is still on the screen.
1: See? Is this a straight line? Oh.
0: Hold on, people. I think he's right. The, the line actually curves a little bit.
1: See? Boom, boom, um, boom, boom. Boom, boom. All right. Boom.
0: He's correct. They're not in a straight line. But what's the big deal?
1: It's making me mad. Because Pac-Man was in a straight line.
0: Henry likes order, I guess. To operate your joystick, tilt the joystick forward, backward, left, and right.
1: To operate a joystick?
0: Well, they have to tell you what directions you can move, basically. So you can go uh, all the standard directions: forward, backward, left, right. To maneuver through the hallways, to snap, to smash eggs, simply run over them. You may travel off to one side of the off one side of the maze and back into the other using the hyper warp passage. Each human is equipped with a flamethrower that is activated by the joystick button. The play level and humans allowed per play level are displayed in the bottom left corner of the screen when Alien is not in play. During the game, the current score and humans remaining are shown there. Each game of Alien lasts until you run out of humans. If you can clear all of the eggs out of a playing screen, you get the chance to earn extra points in a bonus round, and then are return to a new and more difficult playing screen. All points and humans remaining are carried over to the next screens. The object of the bonus round is to travel straight up to the top of the screen and grab the prize shown there. You have only eight seconds to do so. You do not lose a human life if you fail, but you earn the point value of the prize if you succeed. Left difficulty switch A. Aliens travel in random order about the screen. Left difficulty switch B. Aliens travel in fixed patterns about the screen. Right difficulty switch B. Capturing a pulsar has standard effect on the aliens. Right difficulty switch A. Capturing a pulsar has no effect on the aliens. I believe, I didn't say this in the field report, but I believe... The settings were difficulty switch, left difficulty switch A, meaning aliens travel in random patterns, and right difficulty switch B, uh, where capturing a pulsar has standard effect on the aliens. Level 1 is normal gameplay, level 2, level 1 being normal gameplay, 3 humans, bonus human after successfully clearing the second screen, prizes appear in chart order. Level 2, advanced gameplay, you begin with with 2 humans and receive no bonus. No bonus humans, and prizes appear in the chart order, level 3, for experts only. 4 is an easy practice game. Each time an alien catches you, you uh, one human is lost. This, I guess, is for any level. You score points for smashing eggs and frying aliens with the aid of your flamethrower or pulsar. In addition, you can gain points for picking up prizes. Be sure to record your high score on the back of this booklet. You get one flamethrower. The flamethrower and pulsar thing was messing me up a little bit. You get one flamethrower per human. A spurt of flame from this contraption causes the aliens to turn away from you or become immobilized for a short period of time. Use the throwers carefully. Each has only four seconds of flame, and the thrower will not operate in the extreme left or right areas of the screen. You can also use the flamethrower to run over a pulsar without picking it up, allowing you to save the pulsar for use to use at a later time. You get three pulsars per maze. Capturing a pulsar Causes the aliens To weaken And turn blue Then for a short period Of time You can destroy them By running over And touching them The instant the aliens Return to their Original color however They once again Become deadly I guess maybe What was messing me up Is that four seconds Really not a very long time Maybe I was just Dinking around yeah, Taking too long Yeah it's not a
1: long time And they run away from you
0: Yeah It's not like Pac-Man This is a, diff- uh, a Deviation away from Pac-Man Pac-Man you um, get the power pellet thing, and the ghosts turn blue, and then you eat them. This one, you get the flamethrower, and you don't effectively eat the monsters, the aliens. You just make them run away from you, I guess. So that takes some getting used to. Uh, there are two prizes per maze. Prizes appear in all levels of play and in the bonus round. Uh, there's a chart that tells you the point values for different things, <coughs> ranging from, uh, well, let's see, 10 points for an egg... And uh, the chart's all messed up on this copy that I have. Looks like maybe 10 points for an egg, up to um, 2,000 or 3,000, maybe in bonus points for later levels. Uh, I don't know. You can look at the uh, chart yourself. Uh, hints from Dallas North. A good playing strategy is to crush all the eggs in one area at a time. No kidding. Keeping within easy reach of a pulsar. The best way to destroy aliens is to sit near a pulsar until the aliens are almost upon you, then grab that pulsar and go get them. Use the hyper warp Passage to ditch aliens. Many times they won't follow you in. If you're having trouble with the bonus rounds, try going between the alien pairs rather than around them. Super Smashers, a place to enter your high score. And there's a, a little chart to do that. Uh, I have not entered any high scores yet, but maybe I will. I probably won't. And that is how you play Alien from 20th Century Fox, the increasingly misnamed 20th Century Fox.
2: I'm not rich or famous. I'm not a movie star, rock icon, first responder, nurse, doctor, or anybody else whom we all look up to. I'm just a schnook. Just like Bill, I love to tell stories. Unlike Bill, though, I'm not creative enough to write my own, so I just tell my own real-life stories in this book-read-by-the-author-style podcast all about life lessons growing up and every episode a segment about music music that i love artists that i admire and sometimes even my own music you can find autobiography of a schnook on all your favorite podcast suppliers or you can go to schnookpodcast.com that's s-c-h-n-o-o-k podcast.com and I firmly believe the good goes around, and I sincerely hope that Autobiography of a schnook proves to be some good that goes around your way. An interesting
0: thing here, I assume somebody out there knows more about this story, but the game was written by Doug Newbauer, credited though in the packaging as Dallas North. Neubauer is best known for 79's Star Raiders. Alien for the Atari 2600 is the first officially licensed game of the Alien film series. FanbasePress.com correctly observes that the game can be described in generous terms as being within the maze chase genre, or more accurate terms, a Pac-Man clone. This reviewer seems to have some issues with the way the game is described on the box, how it doesn't quite match what was going on in the movie, but that doesn't really bother me, it's not surprising at all. The reviewer goes on to say that in Alien, smashing eggs is an interesting motivation for the removal of dots from the game arena. This is before the Alien Queen was introduced, and her mucus lubed birthing cannon, cannon was established in later lore. Pac-Man's power pellets enabling him to munch on the pursuant ghosts are now pulsars, turning the player character into presumably some kind of solar-powered rage robot. You can pick up a flamethrower to repel attackers, but in a twist of game design genius... They aren't a guarantee of repulsion, echoing the limited threat that Fire had in the l- first film when compared to its abundant use in later movies. There's also a hyper warp passage facilitating movement from one extreme of the limited space to another with a neat de- dematerialization trick found within the genre, but not within the established universe. This guy also compares that bonus round to Frogger like you did, Henry. There is a bonus round similar to the classic arcade game Frogger 1981. In Frauder, well, we know how Frogger is played. In Alien, the Hoppity Frog is presumably shrieking and flailing human that must move in a similar scenario, except the cars are all aliens, the water is all aliens, and the floor is all inky, abyss, of pitch black, nothing. Working under the pseudonym Dallas North, Doug Newbauer created MASH and Alien in their entirety. Prior to this, he also designed Star Raiders, 1979, considered by the New York Times and the Library of Congress, among others, to be one of the most significant video games ever made. Wow. I don't know if I really buy that. If anyone has thoughts about Star Raiders being one of the most significant games ever made, let me know. Alien is not a terrible game. It's certainly more fun for five minutes than Aliens Colonial Marines 2013. We're spoiled for choice when it comes to Alien video game tie-ins now, but playing Alien for the Atari is like visiting LV-426 for the first time. Surely you don't want to hang around too long and the atmosphere is a little inhospitable, but at least you can explore the place where it all started. face hugger free. RueMorgue.com says, Between 1982 and 83, the coveted wooden topped box of video sorcery brought horror into your home 8 bit style with an array of horror movie based video games for the system. And it seemed inevitable that Alien would make its way into the world of 8 bit nightmares. And in 1982, the Xenomorphs were inducted into Atari history. I guess they also had games like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween. Interesting. Maybe I'll find one of those for uh, the next Halloween episode. Again, the comparison to Pac-Man, which is sort of unavoidable. Uh, they don't really give a ranking to the game. They just bo- mostly uh, discuss how it's played. Just a quick uh, review for those who may not recall. Alien the movie came out in 1979, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Dan O'Bannon, based on a story by O'Bannon and Ronald Shussett. It follows the crew of the commercial space tug Nostromo, who encountered the eponymous Alien, an aggressive and deadly extraterrestrial set loose on the ship. Film tar- uh, stars Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, and Yafet Kato. Produced by Gordon Carroll, David Dyler, and Walter Hill. Distributed by 20th Century Fox. The Alien and its accompanying artifacts were designed by the Swiss artist H.R. Geiger. While concept artists Rob, Ron Cobb and Chris Voss designed the more human settings. It premiered May 25th, 1979 as the opening night of the 4th Seattle International Film Festival presented in 70mm at midnight, received a wide release on June 22nd, released September 6th in the United Kingdom. Critical acclaim, box office success, won the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, three Saturn Awards, Best Science Fiction Film, Best Direction, and Best Supporting Actress for Cartwright, and a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation, along with many other nominations. Been consistently praised in the years since its release, considered one of the greatest films of all time. In 2002, Alien was deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, by the Library of Congress and was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry. In 2008, it was ranked by the American Film Institute as the 7th best film in the science fiction genre and the 33rd greatest film of all time by Empire. So basically, people really like this movie. The success spawned a media franchise, films, novels, comic books, video games, and toys. It launched Weaver's acting career, providing her with her first lead, and the story of her characters' encounters with the alien creatures became the thematic and narrative core of the sequels, Aliens in 86, Alien 3 in 92, and Alien Resurrection in 97. Crossover with the Predator franchise produced the Alien vs. Predator films, which includes Alien vs. Predator 2004 and Aliens vs. Predator Requiem in 2007. A prequel series includes Prometheus in 2012 and Alien Covenant in 2017, both directed by Scott. I've seen Alien and its sequels. I have not seen the crossover, the Predator crossover. I don't think I've seen Prometheus or Alien Covenant. Uh, I'm not sure. I might have seen Covenant. I don't think so, though. The film was commercial. the original film. Commercial success opening in 90 theaters across the United States, plus one in Canada, setting 51 house records, and grossing $3.5 million over the four-day Memorial Day weekend. With a per screen average of 38,000. Daily Variety suggested this may have been the biggest per screen opening in history. Despite the apparent box office success, 20th Century Fox claimed that in the 11 months since its release, Alien had lost the studio $2 million. Seen as an example of Hollywood creative accounting, used by Fox to disguise the film revenue and limit any payments to Brandywine, the claim that was the production company, the claim was decried by industry accountants, and by August of 80, Fox readjusted the figure to $4 million profit, although this was similarly refuted. Eager to begin work on a sequel, Brandywine sued Fox over their profit distribution tactics, but Fox claimed that Alien was not a financial success and did not warrant a sequel. The lawsuit was settled in '83 when Fox agreed to fund an Alien 2. So there you go. If you have thoughts about the Alien movies, send them to me. We're first and foremost a storytelling podcast here, so I always like to talk about story. I like the Alien movies a lot. Uh, I think uh, Ripley is a great character. Scorny Weaver, of course, is excellent. I kind of want to go watch those movies again. I haven't watched them for a while. They're a little gory. Probably not a good movie night movie for the kids. Uh, Even Henry. But um, maybe I'll watch them on my own. All right. Well, after the break, we won't be alienating any listeners. Probably. I was chatting with my friend Sigourney Weaver the other day. Uh, We're pretty tight. And I said, Ripley, I'm playing this game called Alien. Have you ever heard of Alien? And she said, get out of my house, you creep. I'm calling the cops. So I thought we would play Alien on our own instead. Uh, So that's what I'm going to do. We see the screen. We see our dude. He is ready to run, man. Look at that. He must have some major leg muscles. You go, guy.
1: He never skips like day. What? He never skips light like
0: day. <laughs> no, he does not. He never skips like day. Alright, let's do it. I'm probably going to get a gratuitous shot of my weird head. So. No, you're good. Enjoy. Oh, good. I don't. having trouble with the flamethrower part? I don't understand how to make it actually work. I pushed the button, but it doesn't seem to do anything.
1: Oh.
0: Maybe I'm not getting close enough, yeah. Otherwise, other than the flamethrower bit, this is basically Pac-Man, obviously. The monsters are kind of weird looking. I guess they kind of look like an Atari rendition of the aliens from Alien. Those aliens are kind of weird looking, so...
1: There's
0: no Ah. flame flower down in the bottom left corner. Yeah. Fudge. Uh
1: Ah.
0: I did better than this uh, when I was practicing earlier. This is gonna go well. Whoa. That was just me screwing up how I pushed the joystick. It wasn't a controller issue. What? I'm wasting it though the aliens ran away which I guess is the idea it's supposed to make them run away oh I'm really bad at this
1: part it says flogger kinda oh the aliens come out one at a
0: time yeah I don't know if that's good or bad oh, seen yeah I guess so what do you think of the look of this game, Henry? It's good. I mean, did you like Pac-Man? Yeah. yeah. Is this one as good or not as good as Pac-Man? Not as good. How come? Because it's not Pac-Man.
2: <laughs> it's a real rock. it's a real rock
1: version. It yeah. Some of the dots are in the straight line, and it really messes.
0: Yeah. Get away from me! me. And
1: good job. You die.
0: <laughs> good job i died that's kind of the story of every episode really all right back to you in the studio
2: hey atari fans this is michael one of the hosts of the atari XeGS card by card podcast join bill david kieran and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the atari's last answer to the 8-bit gaming system as well as delve deep into their history kieran will also introduce everyone to the uk's budget games You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com.
0: Hey, let's take a break from you listening to me talk so that you can listen to me talk. Hell's Serial, Very Short Stories Fortified with Essential Syllables, is the new short story collection from, well, me. Every box or book is chock-full of bite-sized stories in every genre, from sci-fi to fantasy to literary fiction to cheesy spy stories and everything in between. Zombies in love, twisted car races, and the aforementioned devilish breakfast food are just some of the tasty bites you'll find. Toy surprises? You bet. How about social commentary and the meaning of life? Beats a Dakota ring any day. With both funny stuff and drama, Hell's Cereal gives you the marshmallows and the toasted oat flakes. Oh, in words. Lots of those, too. Pick up Hell's Cereal, very short stories fortified with essential syllables, wherever you'd like to get your books. Not cereal. So, here's the thing about Alien. I like the game. I actually do. Yes, it's Pac-Man. Essentially, with flamethrowers. But I like Pac-Man. So that's not a knock for me. I enjoy this game. It's fun. I want to go play it some more. And that's the metric of a good game, right? You want to keep playing it. Does it track the movie close enough? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, it's Pac-Man. And the Alien movie wasn't Pac-Man. So, big deal. Henry wandered away. He thought it was more important to to eat than to continue recording this podcast. There was probably, hopefully if I'm, I'm a good editor, there was a seamless transition. We had a recording issue. I had to stop one recording session and start another one. And in, in between, he decided to go eat. So, hopefully it's not noticeable to you, except that he is absent now. But he did say that he liked the game, although he likes Pac-Man better. And that's fair. Pac-Man fever, way less gory than alien infestation. It's just truth.
2: It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time, with Bill.
0: This week's story comes to us from Bad Poetry Corner, and it's titled, When Perseverance Runs Out. Before Rover's eyes close at last, scientists take a last look round. Home and tomb this alien ground. Grit and time bury this world's past. Mortals die, wars and souls outcast. A lone figure from shadow's steps gently pats over old friends wept. What joys, pain, power this world had. No one will know how it all crashed. This man, this earthling, secrets kept.
2: Hi, this is 8-Bit Rocket, Jeff Fulton from the Into the Vertical Blank Generation Atari Podcast and you are listening to the incomparable William Pepper and his wonderful stories of the game within a game on the Atari Bytes podcast. When you are done here, come visit us in the vertical blank. Now, back to Bill.
0: And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, "Reformat," Take a Chance in Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the storytime theme. Thanks to Henry, as always, for being on the show. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention... That Alien was a Patrick McCarthy pick. As you guys know, if you are a Patreon supporter at the $4 per month level, you get to suggest games for me to do on the show. And this was one that he suggested. And it was a good call. Patrick, you are redeemed for that whole Porky's thing. So, thanks for that. There's nothing Alien about a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts of this podcast. It's the most natural thing in the world. Go ahead. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter uh, at ataribytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, look us up on Instagram. And don't forget, you can call us too. We haven't gotten a voicemail for a while, so I'd really love to hear from you guys. Just call 563-265-1978. Henry's not going to answer the phone. I'm not going to answer the phone. Uh, It's nothing personal. It's just there for you to leave messages about pretty much anything you want. And I'll probably play it on the show. So look forward to hearing from you. The website www.carnivalofgleecreations.com has all sorts of stuff. It has episodes and info and social media about this show, about my other podcast. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown, a monthly deep dive into all things related to the iconic Peanuts comic strip and stuff around it. Um, there's information over there about books that I've written and links to just some of the places that you can order them, like Hell's Cereal, very short stories fortified with essential syllables. And there's a page that talks about other types of things that I've done. I've written plays. I wrote an episode of an audio sitcom. Not everything I've done is on there, but some of the stuff is. So go check that out. Find out more about me, about my writing, about this podcast, about my other podcast. It's just a, a way to spend some time with me without actually having to be in the room with me. How cool is that? Also consider supporting the show financially. Uh, we need takes money to keep the lights on here in the podcast studio. I have to bribe Henry to spend time with me, and that's not cheap. So you can help out by subscribing on Patreon.com. There's an Atari Bytes page over there. I deeply appreciate it. I also appreciate you being there to keep an eye on the existing patrons who have my sincere gratitude but who definitely need adult supervision, including Michael Tyler, Jose Cazeta, Sean Courtney, M. West, Jim Goble, Patrick McCarthy, and our news patron, Jeremy L. Welcome aboard. Thanks to all of you. All right, we're just about out of here. All that's left is to tell you next time on Atari Bytes. We're playing Pepsi Invaders. Speaking of promotional materials like the Rubik's Cube game, sort of, we've done Chuck Wagon in the past. I feel like we did another promotional game too that I'm blanking on at the moment, but this is another one clearly a blatant advertisement for pepsi and we're going to check it out next week so uh you know grab your favorite beverage and join us next week for pepsi invaders i'm already thirsty so until next time go play some old games they've missed you
2: Oh, oh,